0: this day, and thank God for those of you who gathered here in the sanctuary, and those of you who are watching online, we welcome those of you who are visiting with us this morning, thank God for you being here today, amen, right before we go into the message, this is September 11th, and we want to just take a moment and remember those who were the families of those who were killed during the attack on our country on September 11th I believe it was for 2011 yeah yeah just take a moment and just whisper a prayer to the Lord for those families aftermath of all of that and the sufferings that people went through as a result even people who survived the attacks for health issues and mental trauma and everything that people went through after those attacks Hallelujah Amen Thank you Lord You may be seated in the presence of the Lord It's good to be in the house of worship this morning Yes Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus We are going to go into the word in Mark chapter 9 going to read again. Uh, it will be good for you to read this entire section 14 through 19. I won't read it all. I want, want to just pick up at verse 16 and read a few of the verses this morning. <clears throat> what are you arguing with them about? He asked. This is Jesus. A man in the crowd answered teacher. I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, Jesus said, Jesus, everything is possible for the one, for one who believes. Immediately the, bo- the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. I'm going to stop right there. I want to use for a thought this morning in, And I want to kind of like, I I shouldn't have to do this, but uh, I want to do this this morning. Two things. First of all, for those of you who are visiting, this might be a long sermon. For those of you who come all the time, you know that this is not going to be long. Bear with me. Take some notes. All right. Secondly, don't feel that I'm talking to you personally. Personally about anything that I might know. As your pastor, I know a whole lot about you and a whole lot of other people. But it's never my intention to come into this pulpit and preach about you directly. Amen. It's always my intention to help us. And I believe that this message is a message for us. Our topic is deal with those demons Deal with those demons Lord I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit I pray to God now that you will speak thank you for the word that you've given thank you that the word you've given will not return to you void but it will accomplish all that you desire thank you for prospering your word in the things that you sent your word to Thank you for a free course, a free atmosphere to speak this word in, that your people might be blessed, that the kingdom of darkness might be pushed back and overcome by, the, by your people, and that your kingdom might be advanced. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen, amen, hallelujah. Deal with those demons. There are a lot of dynamics that that, that go into completing the task that God has given us uh, in this life. As we preached a few Sundays ago, we must draw near to God because we need him to draw near to us. If we're going to live life successfully and overcome the things that come at us in our lives, We have the promise that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. We can count on that. Amen? However, a dynamic that we must never miss in the process is that we have an enemy who opposes us. He is determined to stop us from drawing near to God. And if and if we draw near to God, he is determined to stop us from being effective and successful in living a healthy spiritual, mental, and physical life. Talking about the devil so that we can effectively engage with God in what he has called us to do in this life. It's called spiritual warfare. Yes, sir. We have an enemy in this life and this enemy, we have an enemy in this life and this ministry who opposes us that we must be aware of and that we must deal with. Amen. Okay. Got to deal with it. Amen. Now it's important to know that we cannot separate life from ministry if we are a Christian because we are total beings. Yes, sir. We're a total beings. Mind, body, and spirit. We're not just spirit beings when we engage in doing ministry <laughs> nor are we solely physical beings when we live from day to day. We are spirit, soul, and body all of the time. And as such, we are who we are whether we are in in the sanctuary worshiping or at home washing dishes. We are who we are whether we are in prayer or whether we are engaging with our families around the dinner table or around the TV. We are who we are Whether we are on a mission or at the beach or at at a cookout, we are who we are. Spirit, mind, body, all of the time. We can't disconnect ourselves. We can't separate ourselves. So consequently, as the old people used to say, (laughs) you can't lay your religion down and cuss somebody out. There's no way. If you're born again, then you are a Christian in the midst of that battle. You are a child of God in the midst of that battle. Amen. If you are, you have to come to terms with that if you are a born again believer, you just can't go lay up in a hotel with somebody that's not your husband or your wife. We get the picture, right? (laughs) So so it's important for us that we can't separate, we can't put life and ministry into compartments. I come to church and I preach. I come to church and I worship, and then when I when I get out of church, then I can then I can go buy me a bottle of liquor and get drunk. No. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I'm a Christian. I'm a born again believer. I'm a follower of Jesus. Mind, body, and spirit all of the time. And the enemy, Satan and his demons, is out to defeat us. They're out to discourage us. They're out to disenfranchise us. They're out to make us ineffective in this life and this ministry as the praise scene was ministering, I was standing over there thinking about my witness. I want my witness to be effective wherever I am. I say, God, you've been good to me, better than good to me. I don't want that that just to be in the sanctuary. When I talk about Jesus has saved me and Jesus has filled me with the Holy Spirit. That's just not for the sanctuary. That's for Walmart. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for all for, for my job. That's for the marketplace anyway. But Satan is out to discourage us. He's out to defeat us, to discourage us, to disenfranchise us, to make us ineffective in this life and ministry. And if he makes you ineffective in your life, you will be ineffective in ministry. And if you're ineffective in ministry, you're also ineffective in life. Satan will attack your body. He will attack your mind. And he will attack your spirit anytime and any place. It doesn't matter. He wants us ineffective. He wants to neutralize us. He wants to make our witness null and void. He wants us to act out of character, thereby thereby affecting our witness and causing us to feel unworthy to tell anybody about Jesus. He will attack our bodies and our minds so that we are not healthy enough. Listen now. So that we are not healthy enough to go into the marketplace and share the gospel. Will influence us to spend a lot of time and money on having fun and acquiring things to the point that we feel like we don't have enough time or enough money to advance the kingdom of God on every front, on every front in our lives. Whew. He will attack us. He will attack us with depression, with anxiety, with lethargy, with discouragement, and so forth, so that we don't feel like telling anyone about Jesus. He will keep us so busy with things that we feel that we don't have time to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. In short, Satan will use any tactic and whatever tactic he can on every front he can to stop us, to hinder us, to make us ineffective in drawing near to God and engage in the work that God has called us to do in this life. Remember your own assignment. Remember, as a born-again believer, there's an assignment on your life all of the time. As a born-again believer, you are to be a witness of Jesus. If you get into a a disagreement with your spouse at home, you got to remember who you are. You are a witness of Jesus Christ. When you're dealing with your children, you got to remember that you a born-again child of God. When you're dealing with that evil co-worker at work, you've got to remember who you are. Saints. So, you know, when you talk about drawing near to God, you know, you talk about you've got to remember that there is a dynamic that you've got to deal with. That's the dynamic of the enemy. Yeah, you can pray, you can fast, and you can try to grow in the Lord, but you've got to deal with that enemy. You've got to deal with that devil. You got to deal with that devil. I've had to deal with that devil that was influencing me. Listen, I'm not, I am not. I want you to know, Lord knows, I know somebody is going to get mad and say, Bishop, talking about me. Well, I'm not talking about you per se. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us who has to deal with this demon because many times we don't deal with the demons in our own lives, the saints of God. Yes. Yes. A lot of us are in this predicament, saints. The enemy has been gaining ground and taking territory in our lives, but it's time to launch a counteroffensive. Are you listening? I've been following this war in Ukraine, and you know, this thing has just troubled me because I don't care what your perspective is on it, but from the beginning, I just can't get this thing, you know. But lately, you know, Ukraine has has launched a counteroffensive, and now they're taking back territory. Saints, it's time for us to launch a counteroffensive against the enemy and take back territory. I know Ukraine has not been doing this alone. Ukraine has had help. Saints, you've got help. Amen. In this warfare, God has put the saints around you. God has put praying believers around you. God has given you his word. God has given you Holy Spirit. You have help to launch a counter offensive against the devil. You can't sit down and let the devil win. can't sit down and let the devil win. No, you can't do it. God has given you help if you take advantage of the help. So then, God has given you help. And part of it is the word of God. When Bible study is going on, you can't be doing something else. And if, if you happen to be working and the, and the sessions are recorded, then you've got to make time to go back and you got to listen and you got to get your Bible and you got to sit down and you got to go line upon line, precept upon precept and study that word. It is time out for saints who, people who call themselves Christians not to be rooted and grounded in this word and following this word according to as it says. Why don't we do it? It's the enemy. You got to realize that enemy of lethargy, that enemy of, of, of lack of concern, that enemy of ignorance, Satan, all of those demons are picking at your mind to keep you from being the soldier that God intends for you to be. And, and one devotional I was reading this week, it was talking about uh, some Christians act like we're on a cruise ship. You know, everything is provided for us, even the meals and everything. We can eat 24 times a day if we want to eat. He said, But Christians are not on a cruise ship. We're on a battleship. We're on a battleship. When soldiers are deployed on a battleship, they stay on that ship unless they get time off to go. To be with their families or what have you. But they're on that ship. And they're ready for battle at all times. And when a, when a, when a battle starts. Then they can be deployed. From one area of the sea. If they're on that ship. To another area of, the, of another sea. Amen. Because they're ready for battle at all times. We're not a cruise ship. We're a battleship. And all you on Sundays. What you come for. Is that you come, you come to be re-equipped. You come to to, to be re-energized. You come to get a bit more revelation knowledge so that you can stay prepared for this battle because you have to be on alert all the time. Young people, y'all need to listen to me because some of us have gotten older and began to realize that this thing is real, that this enemy is real. But while you're young, if you can get this while you're young amen you know all of this stuff that's going on in this world about well I don't like this church and I don't like that church and I'm going over here and I got this title this has nothing to do with title Satan does not respect your title Satan respects the word of God Satan respects the power of the Holy Ghost you can have all the title in the world and the devil will beat you up one side and die on the other but when you stand on the word of God the devil has to back up amen when you stand in the power of Christ the devil has to back up amen amen he, that is that's the only thing he respects. Goodness, creature. Goodness. Goodness. So, Saints, we got to understand we're not at the mercy of the enemy. Amen. We can be victorious against everything the devil launches against us and against every weapon Satan uses against us. That's our right children of the most high God. But what can we do? But before I talk about what can we do, I want to just talk a little bit more about uh, a critical fact, the Help spiritual us. warfare. Spiritual warfare is real. Some of us are going through battles right now. You can't tell it by looking at us. All right? Because many times, we don't look like what we've been through or what we're going through. But many people sitting under the sound of my voice right now are going through spiritual attacks. So spiritual warfare is real. Satan is real. Satan is our enemy. He hates God and hates those who have been delivered from his power and transferred into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me, saints. This message is not about questioning your salvation. I am not questioning anybody's salvation. That's up to you to do. It's not about that. This message is intended to give us strategies to deal with the opposition. To deal with this enemy who if many of us would admit it is wreaking havoc in our lives. Listen to the word of God, John 10 and 10. The thief comes. Or the thief, listen now. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I don't read all, I just read the first part of it. Listen, the thief does not come except the only reason he's coming, the only reason the thief is coming. Who, the thief is the enemy. To steal. To kill and to destroy. The only reason he's coming in your life. He is not concerned necessarily about the car that you drive except that it affects your financial situation and creates financial stress in your life. Because when you're under stress, you're not thinking clearly as to how to war against him. Are we listening? The thief comes, John 10 and 10. First Peter 5 and 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Now, of course, when you listen to think, hear the word sober, you immediately go to a person who is unsober. I mean they're intoxicated for some reason they can't stand. So you gotta have a you gotta think clearly, level headedly, and not be wavering and tossing and you know, all of that stuff. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's roaring. He's prowling around. When the, when the sons of God met with God in the book of Job, Satan was in the midst. God said, Satan, where you been or what did you do? Satan said, I've come from roaming to and fro over the earth. Satan, now listen, when we talk about Satan, a lot of us don't understand that we're not just dealing with one spirit. When Satan was expelled from heaven, one third of the angels in heaven participated in that coup and they were cast to the earth. There are myriads of angels. We don't know how many one third is, but there's a whole, whole lot. So they're out here. They're roaming to and fro over the earth looking for the opportunity. Who, Yeah. First, second Thessalonians, chapter one, verses nine and 10. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved. Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. Then war broke out in heaven, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The the great dragon was hurled down, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him one-third of the angels that were in heaven. There's a a wicked seed that's in the earth today from those angels that were cast out of heaven. Ezekiel chapter 28 starting at verse 12 and I won't read all this as long. You are the seed. This is speaking of Satan. Okay. We just talked about him being cast to the earth. you got to know why he was cast. You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned adorned you. And I'm going to skip over the stones. Your settings and mountains were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. For so I ordained you. You are on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You are blameless in your ways from the day you were created to wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence, and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, and I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. Genesis 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may be somehow led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Ephesians 6 and 12. For our struggle it's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Now, I want you to, if you didn't write those references down, you should have wrote them down so you can go back and read them in the way that the Lord gave them to me. Yeah. gives you a picture of this enemy that's very real, why he's in the earth realm, where he got his cunningness from, Because he was a guardian cherub. He was in a special place in heaven above the angels. He was along with Michael. So he got cast into the earth with that that wisdom. So he's cunning and he knows how to get you. So you got to know he's real. You got to know this is not a plaything. The devil, as we used to say, and we really didn't know what we were preaching about. We were saying the truth, but we didn't know the depth of it. He's not a man with a, in a, dressed in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork. The devil is a fallen angel who was a guardian cherub, who's cast into the earth realm, who's very cunning. Have you ever done something? You said, Lord, where did that come Why did I do that? Why did I act that way? Whew. I want to read again 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds, your minds, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Now, now, now I've heard Elder Hoskins say over and over again, as he's been teaching, this is when, and I want somebody else to say it, I don't want to say it, this is why you have to be in the right place place in the right congregation where somebody's going to take you into the word of God and show you things because this is more than just coming to church and worship and lifting up your hands. You're in warfare brother. You're in warfare sister. Satan has come. The only reason he came. The only reason he's approached you. The only reason he's knocking at your door. The only reason he's playing with your mind is to steal to kill and to destroy. He's going to hinder you from being effective in the things of God because this is really not about you. We're on assignment saints if the church can get this. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus didn't come to get rich. Jesus didn't come to live comfort- comfortable. He didn't. He didn't come for everybody like him. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost and he has committed to you and to me the ministry of reconciliation Amen. so everything we do it should be about seeking and saving the lost yes, sir. everything because everything. we want to be a part of Christ delivering people from the powers of darkness and transforming we can't do it but he does it into the kingdom of the son of his love. We want to be a part of what God is doing. Satan is real. He's our enemy that's set on defeating us and stopping our witness for Christ. That's why I was thinking, you know, I want my witness to be effective. I want my, because my witness and how I live, my witness and how I act, my witness and how I treat you is vital. It's vital. To winning you to Christ. And that's what God sent me for. That's why I'm in this world. That's why I'm a pastor. To help equip you as I win people to Christ so that you can win people to Christ. All the other things that come along with being a Christian are just byproducts. You don't have to have them. us today. Help us today. So how do we we got to de- deal with these demons. We got to deal with these demons saints. I ain't talking about me dealing with your demon right now. I'm talking about me dealing with those demons that's trying to influence me, that's trying to attack my body. I got a, I got a responsibility to deal with those demons. I got authority to deal with those demons. You have authority to deal with those demons in your life. Oh, Pastor, uh, uh, if I'm saved, I can't be demon-possessed. Well, first of all, you better make sure you're saved because a lot of times we're confessing salvation. Ain't no salvation about us. But if you are saved, you may not be able to be possessed, but you sure can be influenced. The devil will wear the saints out. One problem after another problem. One attack after another attack. He will wear you out. He will wear you down. That's what he really wants to do. And I I preached a sermon a long time ago. Don't give the devil a clue. You got to be careful now. You got to be real, real careful that you don't give the devil the clue that what he's doing to you is working. First of all, before he gets to that point, you need to know how to deal with it before it gets to that point that what he's doing is working, you need to know how to deal with that devil so that he does not get you to the point that what he's doing is working against you. But pastor, I'm trying. Get into that word. amen. Stay in that word. Here you are, you've been a Christian 20 years and you're still trying. Come on now. Somebody's been playing along the way. Somebody's not been taking God serious along the way. Somebody's been dillying and dallying and, 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 and trying to play both camps. Come on now. Now this is this is a good message to say amen to, but you better deal with that demon in your life. You better, Whatever demons are affecting you, you better deal with them. I thank you for the amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But I tell you, this is serious business. Do you realize that, now that this was a, this was a spiritual download. If this is a blessed message to you, last night, I, well, the other day I was writing something and I just wrote down some things, half a sheet of paper. But last night I sat in my recliner. I didn't go in my room where I normally go. I just sat in my recliner and just begin to type as the Lord was giving it to me. This is, spirit, this is serious. But I began to pray, God, give me, give me your anointing to minister this message. Because I know that somebody doesn't like it. I know some spirit doesn't like this. But we got to get this message. We got to get this one. So I want to tell you how to deal with the demons. And I'm not necessarily giving you a one, two, three formula. I want to say that first. I might say first, second, but this is not a one, two, three formula. Okay. All right. Really, really and truly, every believer has to take this thing seriously. And let's, find, let's see what's in the text, okay? I'm going to give you what the Lord showed me. First of all, if you will deal with, the, with Satan and his demons, you must identify demonic forces and demonic spirits for what they are. We live in America. We are educated. We're intelligent people. We act like every demon that's been expelled from the United States of America. And we act like because of who we are and what we've attained in life that demons don't operate in the United States. Or at least they don't operate in our lives. They may be in you, but they in me. That's the way we act. But you got to deal with demons for what they are. Don't try to dress them up. Don't try to make them look like something else just because it's you or someone you love. Okay? When you see things happening out of the norm of what it is to be a Christian, what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. When you see things happening out of the norm of what it is to... Now, this means you got to know what it is to be a follower of Jesus. The only way you're going to know what it is to be a follower of Jesus is get in this book. Saints, if you're ignorant of this book, you are in trouble. I don't know how many other ways we can say it. I don't know. I don't know because I talk to people all of the time and I see people... When you you get people, and I'm not saying this to discourage you, I want this to encourage you. When you get people in Bible study, sometimes when they start talking and answering questions, they're like, they don't get what the word is saying. They give you all, all kind of crazy answers. And then when they're dealing with their own children, they act like, well, you know, this is the people, this is the attitude that Christians have, all right? My child is just as good as somebody else's child. Your child may be just as good. Nobody's saying your child is not as good. But if there's a demon operating in your child, you need to deal with it. Because that other people need to deal with the demon that's operating in that child. Stop comparing your children to other people's children. Stop doing that. This has nothing to do with whether somebody likes your child or not. It has nothing to do with whether the church or the pastor likes your child or not. A whole lot of people have gotten mad, even at tabernacle of praise, and left because they were offended by something that I said. Had nothing to do with the person. Somehow or another, we have to, we have to, we have to separate the person from the spirit. But this is the work of Satan. This is the work of Satan, and we don't see that. And that's why, you know, I I be praying, Lord, please bite on my tongue. And sometimes, but I can't be so bound up that the Lord gives me a message I can't preach it because I'm afraid somebody's gonna be offended. I can't be bound like that. No, 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 no. No. That's right, son. I gotta say what the Lord says. And am many times I've just okay, so if that's what you want to do, shut my mouth and I go on but I need to tell you what thus saith the Lord. And any pastor who's been called of God has to say what thus saith the Lord and deal with these issues and when you get the word, then you take what you learn and you deal in your situation with your family, on your job, or what have you. Now, I'm not, I'm not releasing you all to go out here with a, uh, a, 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 a Uzi and go killing people because you say they got demons in them. That's not what we're doing. Okay. But saints, you got to recognize demons for what they are. Don't dress them up. Don't try to make it look good because it's you or somebody you love. I'm not saying you got to stand up in the church and give some, kind of t- some kind of word about your child or somebody else's wife or somebody else's husband. But when you get along with that person, you got to be able to deal with that demon. And they ain't going to like it. That demon is not going to like it. What happened to this young man when Jesus dealt with the demon? He convulsed, um, and when he finished, in that that boy, the boy looked like he was dead. The demon didn't like it, but the boy got up. Come on, y'all, let's look at the word. Let's see what the word says. We are people of this book. Thank God for psychology. Thank God for psychiatry, but we are people of this book. Book and everything that's written in this book has been written for our admonition and our instruction. God, we're asking God to help us, we're asking God to deal with the demons. But don't you remember the messages that the Lord gave us about the seventh day? Do you not remember that on the seventh day, after God had created everything, He rested. Because he had created everything. Now it was time for man to work. Now it's time for us to work. Let's take the book. Let's walk in the authority. Let's work. Let's do. Let's help ourselves and people get free. So when you see something happening out of the norm of what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ, stop. Pray. All right. Seek God's wisdom through his word in order to identify that demon so you can deal with it. Now, listen. 1 John 3 and 8. John says this very bluntly. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Do I need to read that again. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. Anything that is sin is out of the norm for a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm. That's a good starting point. I'm not telling you to go around and start being demon searchers, but that's a good starting point. If you look at your life, and you're doing something sinful, where did that sin come from? It says, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. Don't dismiss sin as just sin. Oh, that's just sin. You remember when we were growing up, people, oh, that's just a little white lie. <laughs> white or black, red, yellow, blue, green, is still a lie. And it's of the devil. You just have to identify Identified as demonic and deal with it, even in your own life. This man brought his son to Jesus. He identified that it was a demon that was violently tormenting his child and had done it from the boy's childhood. So this demon was a murderous demon, a murderous spirit. He was trying to kill the boy. And even if he didn't succeed in killing him, He possessed him in such a way that he was not useful for the kingdom. If the devil doesn't succeed in killing you, he will possess you and affect you in such a way that you won't be effective for the kingdom. Just think about that boy before he was delivered. Everywhere he went, people knew that boy has a demonic spirit. Everywhere it went. See, we don't think about that. We don't think about that. After we're acting like a fool everywhere we go, people see us and people know what happened. Especially if we go out in public. You down at the mall fighting. You just finished singing praise last Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've heard people say it. You're, oh, that, 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 now, now you're on Facebook now. Now, now you're on Facebook. I guarantee you, if that pastor who was up blasting his people the, a few weeks ago the, about not giving them whatever he had asked for, whatever city he lives in, everywhere he goes, people who saw that video will identify him. That's a man greedy for money. Now you're ineffective. Because all you're after is money. See, we don't, we don't think. Say that, say, you know, so he doesn't have to kill you. He's after your witness. Because he doesn't want you to lead anybody else to Jesus. We don't think about that. Mm. Saints. Saints. There are lying spirits. There are lustful spirits. There are addicted spirits of addiction, controlling spirit, lewd spirits, familiar spirits, fantasizing spirits, perverted spirits, spirits of depression, spirits of jealousy, spirits of envy, spirits of gluttony, murderous spirits, traveling spirits, witchcraft spirits, procrastinating spirits, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Just in that list that you identify anything about your life. God help us today. If we're going to deal with these demons that are opposing us and hindering us in our progress. We have to stop going along with the demonic flow. Stop going along with the demonic flow. Identify those demons so that you can deal with them appropriately. Along with that, we must sharpen ourselves in faith and in spiritual abilities. I had this knife I've had for a long time. It looks nice and sharp. It looks a nice knife. But the knife was dull. I didn't even think I could sharpen the knife. But then I got my sharpening stone, and I began to sharpen, sharpen, sharpen the knife. And I got that knife back sharp again, so I could cut up my collard greens with it, you know, and get a clean cut, you know, and cut up my kale and, you know, cut stuff with it. But I had to sharpen it. I had to sharpen it. This man brought his son to Jesus, to Jesus' disciples, but they couldn't cast this demon out. Is that what the Bible says? Why? Why couldn't they cast it? They were not sharp enough. The Bible doesn't say it, but that's the implication. They just weren't sharp enough. They had seen everything that Jesus had done. They loved Jesus. They followed Jesus. What Jesus ate, they ate, and what have you. They were excited to be with Jesus. But they weren't sharp enough. There are times we come to worship and we are excited about the worship. We are excited about, about singing in the praise We are excited about preaching. We are excited about teaching. But privately not we're not sharp enough. Goodness. Sometimes we're going with the flow. Sometimes we think we don't need to learn certain things. You know what? I could miss Bible study every Wednesday night at other hospital is teaching. And I could say, I already know that. After all, I got my Master's of Divinity. I've almost finished my doctorate. I've been in this 46 years. I don't need to listen to him because I already know that. But I am not foolish enough to do that. Because I know that if I live to be 100, which I plan to do, (laughs) with a sharp eye, that I can always learn, that I can always glean something new, that God will give somebody a perspective that I have not seen. This is God's anointing that he places on a person, and I can never elevate myself above learning above and think that because i'm the bishop and he just said oh, i don't need to listen to him that's foolish because it has nothing to do with title it has everything to do with god's anointing so i don't understand why people feel like i don't need that i know but i do understand this that we like the board religion so we don't like to be where god placed us we want to be what we want to be want to be where we're popular or oh, we don't want to be anywhere Because, listen, the demonic spirit will cause you to miss spiritual food. He will cause you, he'll give you every reason not to participate. Baby act up, the dog act up, the cat act up, the car broke down, everything just to stop you. But do you have what it takes to push through and get what you need from the Lord? Mm. Yeah. So, 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 we feel like, some of us feel, like I don't need all that. All I need to do in times of trouble, all I need to call Jesus. Call Jesus, he'll answer prayer. Maybe you speak the word. Maybe you know the word and speak the word, that's the answer to your prayer. Well, yeah. When trouble comes in your home, you need to know how to deal with it. And you need to deal with it. In this text, trouble came to the disciples and they couldn't deal with it. Listen to Jesus' words in Mark chapter 9 verse 19. You unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? He wasn't talking to all of those people. He was talking to those disciples who couldn't deal with that demon. This was a deaf and a mute demon that they couldn't deal with. Bring the boy to me. And later, when they asked Jesus why they couldn't deal with that, how they couldn't cast the demon out, verse 29, Jesus said, This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. In other words, You have to sharpen your spiritual ability and skill in order to deal with these demons. You fasting because you want to tie God's hand. You want God to move in your life and give you something. No, God wants you to be strong enough to deal with these demons. You can't neglect studying. You can't neglect learning. You can't neglect applying the word word of God in your life. You can't neglect the fellowship of believers. You can't sit down on your spiritual gifting. You can't neglect your times of prayer and fasting, nor corporate times of prayer and fasting. This is for every believer. Not just the pastor or the ministers or elders or the spiritually minded people. This is for the child. This is for the teenager. This is for the young adult. This is for the mature saints. When the man asked Jesus have mercy on us and help us if you can. Jesus replied. Did you get what he said? I'm going to tell you. What do you mean if I can? Now that wasn't arrogance. Arrogance. That was just stating a fact. What do you mean, if I can? Listen to what Jesus says. Anything. Can somebody say anything? Anything, anything is possible if a person believes. Anything is possible if a person believes. Oh, God. I want to translate that. You could have did it too if you had enough faith. <laughs> Good translation, sir. You could have cast that demon out yeah. if you were sharp in your faith. The last thing I want to say is this. And the power of Holy Spirit deals sternly with that demon or those demons. in the power of Holy Spirit deal sternly. Demons are not harmless. Demons are not friendly without a purpose, without a reason. They always have an ulterior motive. Demons are destructive. Demons are violent. Demons are out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. Doesn't care about your looks. They don't care about your looks. They don't care about where you come from. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your title. They're destructive. Those demons in Legion were so destructive that he He couldn't even live among people. And when they bound him with chains, he would break the chains. People were scared of him. You know anybody people scared of? Hmm. Demons are not harmless. They don't love you. They don't love your children. They don't love your family. They hate it if you talk about faith. They hate it if you preach, if you share the faith. But that's okay. We are not ignorant of, 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 of Satan's devices. Remember that we are on the offensive not defensive. Saints, let's get that. We are on the offensive not the defense. We're not standing and waiting for the devil to come to us and if that's what you're doing, stop doing it. Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. As we come up against the gates of hell, they can't prevail against us. As we come up against, as we come up against, we are to be the aggressive ones in this battle against the kingdom of darkness. Yes. Yes, sir. I was reading something the other day, and the, the guy said that, you know, that we got a target on our backs as Christians. And if, as soon as I read it, I said, well, we need to turn around. If the target is on my back, then I need to turn around so I'm facing the enemy. He can't see the target, but I'm going after him in the power of the Holy Ghost, in the power of the Word of God, in the authority of Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Watch what you hear and receive now. Are folk will have you thinking the wrong thing? Yes, sir. In this passage, Jesus said to the spirit, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. I command you. I didn't ask you. He didn't say, I ask you. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. The Bible says the spirit screamed and threw the boy into a violent convulsion, but he left him. Y'all get, y'all get this picture now. Please get this picture. Because what the devil is going to do is going to make it seem like you casting them out is is hurting the person that you casting them out of. But that demon left. What do you want? The demon left. He had to go because Jesus commanded him to go. And Jesus says anything it's possible if a person believes. So are we calling on Jesus to cast out every spirit? Are we going to walk in the authority that Jesus has given to us and deal with those demons? First of all, it starts with us. Look at yourself. You know, and don't, 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 don't. Don't try to justify yourself. Right. Don't. Just, just look at how Satan might be influencing you. Yeah. Deal with that demon. Yeah. Call it what it is and deal with it. This is for you. So you can be free to help somebody else. Demons are going to make fuss. They don't want to go. They don't want to go. Yes, this is in the scripture where Jesus cast out demons. They screamed. They shrieked. They made noise. They pleaded. Don't torment us before our time. Let us go into that herd of swine. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they had to go. Yeah, they had to go. Yeah. This boy, this boy, Jesus caught him by his hand and lifted him up. When you meet Legion again, He's seated seated at the feet of Jesus, fully clothed and in his right mind. What do you want? Do you want to go with the demonic flow or do you want to be free? I want to be free. I choose freedom. I choose freedom for my family, I choose freedom for you all, but you got to choose it for yourself. Jesus said, he that the son sets free is free indeed. Who do you think he's setting you free from? Hmm. Demonic oppression. Demonic possession. Demons. Are real. Deal with those demons. It might seem like the warfare is gonna get worse, but remember, the end result of this boy—he didn't die. He didn't die. Jesus caught him by his hand and lifted it up. He lived. Legion was clothed and in his right mind. Just go through the scriptures. Google, if you will, places in scripture where Jesus talked about demons and do a study. I pray that this message has helped somebody. Saints, we're not going to be the people and do the things God wants us to do until we deal with these demons. And we deal with them from the vantage point of victory, from victory, not for victory. But we got to deal with this this, this, this constant barrage of attacks against the saints. Take this seriously. I don't know how else to, to preach this. I don't know how else to get the message across the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to help people be free. The question is, do you want to be? Let's stand. Father thank you for your word thank you for the power of your word thank you that when your word goes forth it does not return to you void but it accomplishes all that you desire thank you for prospering your word in the things that you sent your word to thank you for the power and the authority that you've given us to walk in power to tread upon serpents power to cast out demons power that if we drink any deadly thing it won't harm us. Thank you, Lord. I pray now for that person who's heard this word who wants to be free. First of all, for the purpose for the person that's not saved who wants to give their lives to you. Thank you, Lord. Draw that person Draw that backslider. Draw that person who has not realized the effects of demon oppression and demon possession. Draw that person to you. We look to you now. Do a work now. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's anybody today, if you're not saved, You want to give your life to Jesus. That's the starting point. When you accept Christ, and and also remembering that Satan doesn't want you to make the step, so he will oppose you. He will try to stomp you. He will make you feel intimidated. He'll make you feel ashamed and scared and make you feel like you're not worthy. But Jesus didn't die because you're worthy. He died because he loved you. He gave his life because he loves you. He gave his life because he wants you to be reconciled to God. So if you're here today and you're not saved or you're watching us online and you've never given your life to Jesus, right now you can do it. I break the power of the enemy over your life, the power of influence the enemy, over your life, over your mind, over your spirit right now, by the authority of Jesus Christ. You're free now to come to Jesus. Will you come? Will you make that decision for the Lord Jesus Christ today? If you're in the sanctuary, if you're watching online, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sin. Lord, I accept that sacrifice that you made for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. I yield myself to you. I accept the salvation that you offer. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Simple as that the prayer of faith that you prayed. The Lord heard your prayer. It's by faith, that by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not any works that we do ourselves. God did all of the work in Christ Jesus. So if you prayed that prayer, if you're in the sanctuary, you can come down front now. If you're watching us online, please write to us and give us your information. Let us know that you've made a decision for Christ. And we will follow up with you. This is so critical, saints. This is critical. This is serious. This is really, really, really serious. This is not about church membership. It's all about your life in Christ for God has done for you I pray even if you didn't respond today I pray that this message today will continue to minister to you I pray that your eyes will come open to the Lord Jesus Christ and to what he wants for your life I pray that you'll begin to see the effects of demonic oppression, demonic attacks. I pray that you'll begin to see that as never before and realize what you need to do in order to be free. If there's anybody that you want to just come to the altar today so that we can pray together, there are things going on in your life. If you've heard this message and And you know that you need to take authority, but you feel a bit uneasy. Come, let's pray together now. I don't want to leave this sanctuary today without this. You don't have to stand close together and hug up on each other. If you're dealing with some issues in your life, when you leave this altar, when you leave this sanctuary today, I want you to know that you have the authority to deal with that. Just follow Jesus' example. That's all you got to do. Remember when Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the man was begging for money. They said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. They just did what they saw Jesus doing. Elisha did the same thing with Elijah when he prayed for that anointing. If you see your master, if you, Elijah told him, if you see me taken up from you, then you're going to have what you asked for. When Elijah was taken up, when the chariots of fire picked up Elijah and the mantle fell because he prayed for a double portion, Elijah picked up the mantle and struck the waters of the Jordan and said, where is the God of Elijah? And the water parted. He did what he saw his master do. Sometimes we're waiting on somebody who will teach me Uh, Do what you see Jesus did. Lift your hands before the Lord. Father, thank you now. Thank you for your anointing upon our lives. Thank you for the authority that you've given to us. Thank you for the knowledge that you've given to us and the wisdom that you've given to us. Now, as your disciples today, as we face demons whether they are affecting us privately, affecting our homes, our families, whether it's on our jobs, our finances, our health, whatever. Lord, we will not be a faithless and unbelieving generation. We believe you now that you've given us the power and the authority to deal with those demons. And I pray for everyone with uplifted hands today that we will walk out of this sanctuary in the power and the authority and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that we will deal with those demons that are attacking us Lord, that are attacking our families that are attacking our bodies, that are attacking our health, our finances God in the name of Jesus thank you I come against that spirit of, of, of lethargy, that spirit of a busyness—that's whatever spirit that hinders your people from getting in your word and from understanding your word and from applying uh, your word. I come against that spirit today. You spirit of, of, of lethargy, your spirit of laziness, your spirit of ignorance, your spirit of unconcern. I command you to go in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. Get out of that person's life. Go and come no more don't affect God's people again in the name of Jesus you spirit of infirmity today in the name of Jesus I curse you, I cast you down I cast you out in the name of Jesus and I command you to go by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in the mighty name of Jesus, God I thank you today for your power. I thank you for your authority. I thank you, Lord, that we walk in health and wholeness, mind, body, and spirit. Because this is your will for our lives. And I thank you, God, that we will go deeper in you and deeper in this, Lord, that we will understand not just the pastor, not just the elders, but every disciple We will understand and walk in the authority and the power that you've given to us. And every time we see a demon raising his head, every time we see a demon affecting our homes and our families and our finances and our bodies, we will know what to do. We will cast that demon out in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for your power. Thank you for your authority. We know that Satan is a defeated foe. You've already gotten us the victory, and today we thank you. We thank you for that victory. Thank you for that victory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in